I'm Nancy Showalter, and you're listening to Spirituality for the Politically Incorrect podcast. Welcome, all radical paradigm shifters and creative change makers. You who dare to create a better life and a better world, tap into the power that resides within you and use that power for constructive change. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Spiritual Perspectives on Hot Topics. This is part three, Satanism, Secularism, and Abortion. Are they related? Mark Myers is with me as we continue our discussion on the origin of evil and how this phenomena in our universe is affecting us today. Thanks, Mark, for being again with us. It's a pleasure, Nancy. I think the work you're doing here is so great and Um, It's a pleasure to be here and talk to your audience. Well, we appreciate your presence. So just as a review, in our previous two episodes, we've covered our divine origins, where we are made in the image and likeness of God, the origins of evil, which is, we know, in the ultimate sense does not exist, but it does exist in the matter universe. And we talked about why this is the case and touched on some of the ways it is affecting us today. So today we're going to further explore specific ways that evil manifests and how humanity is being manipulated to feed those that have cut themselves off from their own divinity and source of light and life and therefore need to feed their existence with those who do have light. Now, if you have not heard the first two parts of this series, I highly recommend that you listen to these hot topics in order as the parts do build on each other. So, Let us begin by first considering the topic of satanic worship and satanic rituals, which is somewhat of a basis for the sustainment of evil in our world, because there are a lot of practices in our modern world that, from a broad spiritual perspective, fall into this category. As we get into this discussion, please keep in mind that we're looking at this topic from a spiritual perspective. And we're not trying to say what practicing Satanists believe today or exactly how they practice their rituals or anything of that nature. We have no claims in that regard other than what we hear them say themselves. Which brings me to an interesting thing that came up this week after our last episode. A friend sent me a trailer of a movie that is being produced and it is entitled Hail Satan. Now, I didn't, I've not seen the whole movie, but from what I could see, From the trailer, it's a compilation of what Satanists claim to believe and practice, and a lot appeared to be a rebellion against authority as they perceive its evils, and against the Christian religion in specific. And to tell you the truth, I'm not sure that some of these people talking even understand what they're tying into. And I even get concerned that some young people just want to do something that's counterculture, so they get caught up in this. Yes, I think a lot of people get caught up in it because it might be fashionable or they might be rebellious. But I think we have to consider the core of this as a very purposeful, conscious plot to steal light, even the light of the people that are on the periphery of this that are saying, Hail Satan. Because we have to remember that these individuals have been cut off, as we talked about, from their light. So they have no source to their own 
to their own life force, their own beings. So they need to get it from somewhere else. So all these rituals, all this practice is to gain light from us. It's to cause us to become angry, upset, even shedding blood, you know, and whatever their rituals are, abusing children. All these things are to get our light to preserve their life stream so they can continue to go on. This is the core of it, Nancy. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I don't think some of these people have any idea what they're really giving their energy and life force to. They're in it for some superficial reason uh, at this level anyway. But anyway, I'd like to share some information from Ibn Thranholm, who's a famous columnist in Denmark who examines political and social events with the focus on their religious aspects. And one of her articles is about the rise of Satan worship in America. And she confirms what I believe to be true about Satanists these days. Not all of them are hardcore. She says, Satanists are not merely mystical eccentrics, wearing black Gothic garb, sacrificing animals, and operating in shady and secret societies. They are now ordinary people who call themselves secular and praise reason and the individual freedom of thought. In the U.S., Explicitly, satanic groups have begun drawing attention to themselves in the context of public governmental ceremonies. So listen to what she says here. This this is pretty amazing. Just this month, a member of the so-called satanic temple was allowed to make an opening prayer to Lucifer at a local council meeting in Alaska. Assembly members stood around in a circle while the Satanists asked them to embrace the Luciferian impulse to eat of the tree of knowledge. She then ended the surreal prayer with the words, Hail Satan. Now, thoughtfully, meeting attendees were reminded that they did not have to participate in the opening ritual. Pretty amazing, huh? Well, we're living in pretty amazing times. I think you're seeing an attempt to normalize a lot of what would be considered at the periphery or the, or the fringe, I was going to say, for a long time. And this is what's happening with Satanists. They're now coming forward as if there's some standard religion, you know, that's that's coming forth, you know. So I, I think we start, have to start to be aware of some of this because if we're not aware of it and we don't do something about it, it's going to permeate our society. Yes, exactly. It, it sounds like it's already starting to do that. And this satanic temple, which is a specific organization separate from the original satanic church, but it's it's a satanic temple founded in 2013, and it fights for political change by pointing out the ostensibly preferential treatment Christianity enjoys in politics. This satanic temple isn't that big at the moment. It claims a membership of about 100,000. But one of their objectives is to embed Lucifer in the public school system by establishing these afternoon clubs. They call them after-school Satan. And it's their response to a Supreme Court ruling allowing evangelical programs to operate in schools. Currently, they have nine clubs that are listed under the program, including in Los Angeles, Salt Lake City, and Washington, D.C., The clubs focus on rationalism, free inquiry, and fun, according to their promotional video. So this organization seeks to implement these after-school Satan in locations where active Christian children's clubs operate. In fact, that is their target. They actually say they're not interested in operating after-school Satan clubs in school districts that are not already hosting the Good News Club. 
which is the Christian Club. A spokesman for this organization, which is Lucien Greaves, said, the controversial clubs will give children other alternatives than the Good News Club, which he claims instills children with a fear of hell and God's wrath. They also aim to place demonic books on the shelves in the libraries of public schools, as well as having satanic prayers recited at high school games. The Satanists, are the, their opinion is that Christianity has had too much influence on American society. So that ends her comments on this issue. Now, what we're talking about is one aspect of Satanism. But the hardcore Satanists engage in many other demonic practices that steal light. And the more they have others involved in these practices, the more light they have to perpetuate their existence. And these practices range from sexual abuse of children, which we've heard a lot about, hardcore pedophilia, which is starting to really come out and be exposed. And then these practices continue to human trafficking, to the much deeper aspects and hidden rituals of torturing and killing children, even eating them and drinking their blood, if you can imagine. And this is done to retain long life and youthfulness. I mean, think about what's going on here, Nancy. I mean, not only are we giving our light to them, but first of all, they're trying to juxtapose Satanism with Christianity and other religions that believe in God. So they're you know, trying to push this on us as it's just another alternative religion and that it can come into the schools. Remember also that their main weapon is deceit. I mean, deceit is how they get all these things so they can deceive us with what they're saying while they get their materials on the books and bookshelves of everybody. So these, these are things to start to consider. And one of the most disturbing considerations in this whole thing is how is this agenda being pushed if there weren't people, the various highest levels of our institutions that believe in this, that want this to happen, highest of its institutions of government, of businesses, of corporations, of organizations. These people are pushing this agenda on us. And if we don't stand up against it and try to overturn it spiritually, I mean, there you can protest and whatever, but my, from my perspective, we need spiritual tools to assist us in overcoming these things. It's going gonna, it's gonna to overtake us. Exactly. And people who begin by thinking that practicing Satanism is the modern way of thinking and following reason instead of the fantasy of religious belief, then that's just the first step, like you're saying, to be lured into darker practices. And once they're there, it's very difficult to get out because compromising photos, there's all kinds of things that even if someone wants to get out, there's a lot of evidence against them, so to speak. And it's very difficult. You know, the, this concept of becoming woke is now a popular expression, but I don't think it means exactly what Gautama Buddha meant when he said he was awake. <laughs> well, I don't know exactly, but I know that um, in, uh, in these organizations, Lucifer is the light bearer, and he's the one that, that bears the light, so the ultimate goal is to get to him, so maybe that's what they mean by woke, but 
from my perspective, deceit is their main trick. And they get you little by little, compromise by compromise. You start a little compromise, little compromise. And by the time you get so far down, it's very difficult to get out of this thing. So we need, we need to be aware of these things. And they're everywhere now. You might call what's going on out there Satan's frequency. Other people have used this term. But, you know, you turn on movies, the media, the sound of music, even to the uh, frequency it's tuned to. There's all these things that are meant to drag us down and draw us out. We need to come apart from this and be a separate people, as the Bible has said, and we need to be aware of it so that we're not sucked in by it. And a lot of this is focused toward our youth and our children, and it's getting even younger and younger. Jesus said in the book of Luke, he said, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck, and he cast into the sea than that he should offend one of these little ones. So we know we have a great responsibility towards children, which brings up the topic of abortion. Let's, let's look at it from a spiritual perspective that is rarely considered in our modern-day discussions. We know that prior to each incarnation on earth, there is a plan. Each of us has karma to balance and lessons to learn and experiences that we must have in order to grow spiritually. And we also know that there's a great planning that goes into identifying parents and family members that we must be with to work out our karma or fulfill our divine plan or both. Well, if you're talking about abortion, I'd like to say that souls come in, they have a divine plan to fulfill, they have a certain family that they need to come with, a certain group, certain mandala, there's all these things that have to be placed. I mean, it's an intricate plan. So abortion, number one, a satanic ritual, you know, if you think about child sacrifice, that's one thing. But for the, from the perspective of the soul, the soul is traumatized, you know, it's, it's lost its opportunity. And it may be thousands or tens of thousands of years until conditions are again right for it to come in. So this is, this is a heinous thing to think about. Millions of souls that have been aborted through these, this satanic ritual and what they're going through and what's happening to our planet. And if you think about it from a karmic perspective, I'm sure most of your listeners understand some level of karma. You've probably talked about sure. that in past shows. But karma is really what we, what we have to, you know, what we've created and, you know, what, you know, negative energies have been put out there. But we have a great karma to bear as, as individuals, as groups, and as a nation. You know, this is a, an Achilles heel, we've been told, you know, to us surviving, you know, if we continue to kill our own, you know, our own children in the womb, how can we continue as a nation, as a planet, as spiritual beings fashioned in the image of God? It's, it's inconceivable. Yes, and we also know that souls that are aborted, even if they do come back into that same family or situation relatively soon, they then have to deal with that pain and that record of being murdered, basically, in the womb. Yeah, a whole new karma they have to deal with. It's yeah. a whole new thing, and so it makes it even harder. So when we look from that spiritual perspective, it, it's very important to understand what is happening here beyond just the moral question of it. I've always believed that giving birth that allows a soul to come into the world for whatever the purpose is, it, it's a sacred trust. We all come into the world this way. That's the only way to get here, helpless and dependent upon others, literally, for our life. 
There's no other way. So to deny life or to intentionally harm the defenseless ones breaks this sacred trust. I gave birth three times, and I can tell you it is a sacred opportunity to bring forth life. And I actually believe a hundred years from now or more or less, whatever, people will look back in unbelief, wondering what were we thinking that we would rip our unborn children out of our wombs? How could we be so barbaric? I truly believe history will view it as a very dark time in human evolution. Elizabeth the Clare Prophet, the messenger for the Ascended Masters, she said, Today we have slaughtered a whole generation of light bearers and Christed ones through our abortion laws. And what will happen in 10 or 20 years when the souls who should be there to lead us into the golden age are not there? So the masters are very clear on this subject. Let's take a step back. We've been talking about a lot of things today. So we have to ask, how do we protect ourselves and our children? How do we counteract these fallen ones who've infiltrated almost every aspect of life, taking us down a path of compromise little by little until we find ourselves where we are today? First, you must know without a doubt that the presence of God within you, the power within you, is greater than any power in the world. Another important key and tool that we have is to call for the intercession of the archangels. Archangel Michael is the angel of protection. We can call for him to surround us individually, surround our children, encircle a blue fire around us that will protect us and ask for his mantle of protection. We know of Archangel Michael in the Bible. We know of a number of the archangels are in the Bible. So there is a mantra. We call it traveling protection because you can use this when you get in your car, when you are getting in an airplane, when you're traveling, when, when you're home, when you get up in the morning before you go to bed. You can use this at any time. It's very simple. And it goes... Lord and Michael before, Lord and Michael behind, Lord and Michael to the right, Lord and Michael to the left, Lord and Michael above, Lord and Michael below, Lord and Michael, Lord Michael, wherever I go, I am his love protecting here. I am his love protecting here. I am his love protecting here. It's a simple mantra. Use it anytime you get into a vehicle. Use it at any time. And you can say this mantra for your family, for your community, for anyone else, any situation in the world. You can send Archangel Michael and his legions of light to go forth for that protection, for that action of the power of God. Very important that we use the tools that the masters have given us. If you are in an an emergency where you cannot give that entire mantra, you can just say, Archangel Michael. You can just say, Michael. Once you have a momentum of giving that mantra, you have that connection to the angel. And just the simple call will bring that protection. There have been many, many witnesses about 
Archangel Michael and how he has intervened for people. I can give you an example. Years back, I was driving on the road from one destination to another, from state to state. And I was driving a van and I was having trouble staying awake, but I foolishly did not stop driving. Well, I actually fell asleep while I was driving and I ended up taking an exit, ended up in a station. I had no idea where I was. I woke up when I got into the gas station. I had to ask them, where am I? I didn't remember any of that happening. And I know this was the intercession of Archangel Michael. So it's very important that you develop this momentum and this connection. And of course, the Lord Jesus Christ can be with you at any given moment. Any of the Ascended Masters can. So use this tool. I'll post it so that you can see the words. So thanks again, Mark, for being with us today. Pleasure being here, and I wish uh, all good to your audience out there. You may be blessed, and we hope you will tune in to our next show. Thank you again, everybody, and don't miss our next episode. We'll be talking about the spiritual perspectives on climate change and what some of the Ascended Masters have said about it and potential solutions from a spiritual perspective, as well as more on choosing life. Until then, keep an open mind, a generous heart, and a powerful spirit. I'm Nancy Showalter, and you've been listening to Spirituality for the Politically Incorrect. Thank you for being with me today. And if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. And to follow more of my work, visit me at nancyshowalter.com.